This is the Trophy Room on the Bench Sports Network. It's Saturday. It's not Saturday. It's Monday. That's how the weekend was for me. It's Monday, July 26. Thanks for hanging out with us. Today we have, yes, more news on that bad man, Aaron Rodgers. Whether or not the United States is about to remake the movie Miracle in Houston, boy, do we have problems. If you're listening to the podcast, wherever you are, please go give us a five-star review. It would help out a ton. And tell your friends about the show. Go support the boys. As always, I'm your host, Brett Hammer, along the man whose name rhymes with one of the greatest vegetables of all time. That's Jackson Garlitz. Jackson with an X instead of that CKS. Go find him on YouTube. Just search Jackson Garlitz. He's the cute one in the suit and tie. First one up. As always, you can catch me on Instagram at time with the extra E. Jackson, how are we, buddy? We're good. I'm trying to figure out if you just invented a vegetable that rhymes with Jackson or if you're trying to make a garlic reference that I've heard since I was eight. Okay, look, so I was I was trying to do the intro today and I was like, what am I going to say about Jackson? And then I was like, well, I don't actually know what garlic is. Like, I wasn't sure if it's considered a spice or I don't know if you can consider something a garnish. I don't know if it works like that. But I was like, okay, what is garlic? I looked it up on Google, and maybe I just don't know how to use Google correctly, but Google told me that garlic is technically considered a vegetable. What say you, since you are obviously the expert, since you've been getting that joke for 20-plus years now? Um, honestly, I'm looking at it right now. I just Googled it while you were talking. Okay. And I think I'm looking at the same thing. It just says plant. I'm assuming probably closer to a vegetable. I think you're right. It wouldn't make any sense to me for it to go anywhere else, really. Okay, what is garlic considered? Botanically, garlic is considered a vegetable, and it belongs... So it's technically an onion, I guess. Which makes sense, because it kind of looks like a... I don't know, I, I, that makes sense to me, especially when you look at the root and the rest of it. It's like this distant cousin that everybody really likes, whereas onions, some people just really have a hard relationship with it. Some of them just love it, and some of them makes them cry. Isn't it weird how many things are considered vegetables? I almost feel like it's like, well, it's not a fruit, but you can eat it, so therefore it's a vegetable. I don't know who it was that had a crazier weekend. The people who like decided what vegetables were what, or you for deciding that it was actually Saturday and not Monday. So if you smoke mushrooms, does that like count as consuming vegetables? I didn't realize I was on the Joe Rogan podcast. Um, <laughs> I'm serious, though. Have you I, ever thought about that? I don't I don't know, dude. You're talking to someone who's never smoked mushrooms. I haven't either, but I just think maybe you don't want to incriminate yourself because there's no other possible explanation other than if you are smoking mushrooms, you are consuming vegetables. Does Do that make mushrooms? marijuana a vegetable? Marijuana Because it's a plant. Like, am I consuming vegetables by smoking weed? Uh, well, right now it sounds like we, we're asking the kind of questions that make it sound like we were smoking weed before we started. Just, yeah, no, we, have, we were not smoking weed before we started doing this. But I just I, – I don't know why. I don't know if this was the best time to bring up that question, but it, it makes a lot of sense. One sec. I'm looking. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay, no. so going back to the earlier question – Yes, you can smoke mushrooms, but you're probably not going to get anywhere near the psychedelic effects that you would if you just consume them. Okay, see, that's another thing. That's a, what allows you to know that we don't know what we're talking about. Because I just, I, I didn't really know how you consumed shrooms. You just, I just assumed that you smoked them. No, but I guess yeah. that's not how would, it works. 
Yeah, no, you 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 consume mushrooms. You don't you don't actually smoke mushrooms. I guess that would make sense because yeah. I don't know how you would do that unless you crushed it up into a powder and then rolled it into a joint. That's just a lot of work for something that you can just throw down. And <laughs> it sounds like we know way too much about drugs, but we actually know literally nothing because I've never smoked <laughs> anything except for maybe Smarties, but I I honestly don't even know. Ah, uh, the magic of Google. <sighs> it's very apparent um, what we've done with our lives. Okay, so new segment today called Too Hot to Headline. Do you like that? You like the title of that, Jackson? I just came up with that on the fly. Ooh, Too Hot right to Headline. You, you by yourself, not high, thinking of really good names for segments. Dude, I'm I'm just on one today. Okay, so we have breaking news according to Woj of ESPN. So Memphis just finalized the trade to send Jonas Valanciunas and the 2021 number 17 and 51 picks to New Orleans in exchange for Steven Adams, Eric Bledsoe, 21, 20, 2021 picks number 10 and 40, and a projected 2022 first-round pick via the Lakers. And reports are that Eric Bledsoe, even though he is going to uh, Memphis, he won't be staying and be used as a trade asset somewhere else. Do you see that? Yeah, I see it, and honestly, I'm kind of, I'll be completely honest, I don't really understand a lot of the logic for these trades, it just seems like it's a swap, and I know that, like, contractually, it's going to benefit some people, put them in a spot where they want to be, but uh, Steven Adams is 28 years old, Jonas Valanciunas is 20, Jonas Valanciunas is 29 years old, and they're basically swapping money, they're basically making the same amount of money, and I don't know, I just... What is this? What does this do? It puts is it? It puts Memphis into the top ten of the draft. Uh, yeah. So basically, you swap to the number seventeen pick for the number ten pick, and the number forty pick for the number fifty one pick. But I guess you also got back um, the Lakers' twenty twenty two first round pick, which I feel like doesn't mean anything because the Lakers are going to make the playoffs, so you're not going to be anywhere near the lottery. Um, so yeah, there's that. So your top five gold medal count comes with. Britain at number five, Russia at four, China at three, the great United States of America at two, Japan at one, and Japan has the biggest total with 18 total. So that's just your top five in terms of gold medal. Kawhi Leonard is expected to re-sign with the Clippers with the potential to make an extension of 36 mil. The Dallas Mavericks star Luka Doncic dropped 48 points in his Olympic basketball debut as Slovenia took down Argentina in their first game. Fun fact, 48 points is more than Kevin Durant, Damian Lillard, and Jason Tatum scored combined in our uh, L against France yesterday. And with Dennis Schroeder testing the waters of free agency, the Lakers have reportedly offered a combination of Kyle Kuzma and KCP, according to Woj, to virtually every team in the league uh, in exchange for a point guard, and no one's biting. And despite being unwilling to move forward with extension talks as of last Friday, the Packers have begun discussion with their star wideout, Devontae Adams, who was also crowned the best wide receiver in Madden as rankings were released today. But speaking of the Packers... We have more, more, more news on Aaron Rodgers. So there's multiple reports. Aaron Rodgers is very close to a deal that would keep him in Green Bay till the end of the 2022 season. So it would keep him in for one more year, and he would be released to free agency at the end. There's other reports from Trey Wingo, including that that deal hinges on the Green Bay Packers making a trade to return former Packer Randall Cobb. Love it, love it or loathe it, and what does this tell you about Aaron Rodgers? Listen, so Aaron Rodgers is coming back. And the reason that Aaron Rodgers is coming back is because he doesn't know how to communicate. You and I did a segment um, on Saturday where we talked about this, and you made the observation that 
Aaron Rodgers comes across, I made the observation that he comes across as conceited, but you elaborated on how the narrative seems to have flipped, right? At the very beginning, if you, like you said, if you read the headlines, it was basically poor Aaron Rodgers, always mistreated by the Packers, never appreciated by the Packers. And listen, am I going to sit here and tell you that the Packers are the genius to end all franchises? No, I'm not going to tell you that. They've made some boneheaded mistakes like most franchises. But what I will say is Aaron Rodgers to me, and tell me what you think of this, he's the Kawhi Leonard of the NFL minus the injuries. Ooh, I like that. It's because he wants something, and we all know that that's something that he's not telling us that he wants. We know he's not getting it because he's noticeably uncomfortable all the time. He has a horrible poker face. When it comes to people he leaks to, when it comes to just watching his demeanor, he has a horrible poker face. And the, the difference between the NBA and the NFL is that in the NBA, the players have more leverage because if one player goes down True. on an NBA team, it the season's over, right? If Kawhi Leonard, like as the second Kawhi Leonard went down, every single Clippers fan knew that the ceiling was probably going to be the, the conference finals yeah. and that they were not going to go to the finals. What I'm seeing is that because... In basketball, you can get a lot more, uh, not not crap because a lot of times it is deserved, but you receive a lot heavier amount of blame for injuries, for somebody else on the other team making a clutch play, or for you failing to make a good shot. Whereas in football, it's much more of a team-oriented sport. True. If you can, you can have a. We've watched great defenses carry crappy QBs, and we have watched great QBs, one of which we'll talk about later, carry defenses that were a little bit suspect. And the thing is, what we need to understand is that in the NFL, everything for a player is about the leverage. The leverage they are able to exercise on the team, but the only thing that beats an NFL player that knows how to use their leverage is an NFL franchise that knows how to control the narrative. And if you're an NFL franchise that knows how to control the narrative, as an NFL player, you know that exercising the leverage is going to make you into the villain. And the second that you're made into the villain, whether you're Antonio Brown, whether you're Deshaun Watson, whether you're now Aaron Rodgers, and I'm not comparing them all in terms of making them equal in their situations, but, but in terms the of same diva kind factor. of trend. Right. You get turned into a diva and you don't shake that label. Like Odell Beckham Jr. can tell you, he will never shake that label. And as, and as a result, Odell Beckham is where he is in Cleveland. So the first thing that I want to say before I do anything else is I would like to give you credit. Because... On this show, on Saturday, we were discussing the significance of both Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers posting pictures of The Last Dance. I said my conspiracy theory was that it was a reference to Jerry Krause because I just like to believe that everything is deeper than it actually is. You were very, I don't want to say surface level because I feel like that's derogatory to the take that you made and you were actually right. But, like, you hit it spot on where it was like, no, like, this, like, that's what you said is this is the last dance. They have one more year to run. And that is exactly what ended up happening. We don't know what Devontae Adams' extension is going to look like. But as far as we know right now, this Aaron Rodgers deal looks like it's going to run one more year. Which, dude, I absolutely love reality TV. And I wish, look, like, I don't know how you feel about reality TV, but, like, one of my guilty pleasures 
is The Bachelor and The Bachelorette because I just love the toxicity of being able to film someone 24-7 because I hate he said, she said, and I feel like a lot of sports, it really is just he said, she said. I really think Aaron Rodgers knew exactly what he was doing the minute he started this. When he released that thing to Adam Schefter the night of the draft, however long ago, he knew exactly what he was doing, and he made it all the way down, played a little bit of chicken. He had to leave the country for a little bit, do whatever he had to do, but he made it to the point where he's getting exactly what he wanted. Because I think, and he's getting Randall Cobb back, who which I think makes a lot of sense because the Cowboys can't offer, like, add, ask for any value from him because they never use him because they have Tony Gallup, uh, what's the kid's name, CeeDee Lamb, and Amari Cooper. So they never use him. I think it's really dope of Aaron to want to bring Randall Cobb back, and it's looking like the only reason, the only way that Aaron will stay is if they do bring him back. Here's the thing I didn't realize. Did you know that Aaron Rodgers once went to an AFC championship and his defense was the 32nd ranked defense in the league. They went 15 and 1 that year. They were the worst defense in the league. So, I think that Aaron Rodgers plays a little bit cuz I mean, there's been times people always complain then they say that he never has a top defense, but there's been years where he has and he hasn't performed. This last year they had a phenomenal piece of defense didn't perform. I love the drama and the toxicity that is Aaron Rodgers because he's such a prickly, prickly guy. And he was willing to call the Packers bluff in knowing that they had no backup plan because Jordan Love is going to do absolutely nothing for them. I think, to kind of put like a positive spin on it, the when I look at reality TV is the analogy that you made. Okay. Um, when you watch the news, right, whether you're watching MSNBC, CNN, Fox News, they have an agenda. There's a candidate yes. they, they want elected, and what they're doing is they're telling you how to think. They're not telling you um, what happened, and then you decide what you like what you think about the situation. They tell you what it is that they think about the situation, and then you have to go ahead and determine if it even happened or not. Yep. When it comes to sports media, it's at least earnest is what I'll give it. Most people... They just want their team to play really well, or they're bitter humans and they want other teams to suck. But they're earnest in those things that they want. And so because of that, I think we read a lot sometimes into what other people are doing. And I think with the Aaron Rodgers saga, I just think it comes down to who's more earnest. And I don't think Aaron Rodgers um, was was as earnest in his need to leave the Packers as the Packers were as earnest in their need to have control over the situation. But do you feel like that it almost, I I mean, you tell me if you agree with the statement, didn't it kind of work out for him though? Because they're probably going to pay him a lot this last year just for him to show up. And he probably gets another chance to run to a Super Bowl disregarding the fact that this is a toxic relationship that's about to end here in a couple of months. Wouldn't you argue, yes, he was toxic. Yes, he doesn't know how to communicate. Yes, maybe there's a maturity issue and he's very prickly. But wouldn't you argue that he got exactly what he wanted? I mean, you could say that, I guess, in technicality. But you think about a relationship that you've been in and think about the last couple of months of that relationship where it was toxic and neither one of you even wanted to be in the same room with each other. Was it really that great? Was it really worth staying in? For a lot of people, it isn't. Uh, I know for me, in most of the relationships I've been in, um, the last little bit, the the dying throws, they end up just causing more and more problems until one of you snaps and is like, that's it, I can't handle it anymore. And so I think in technicality, Rogers got what he wanted, but I just think all that's going to happen um, 
Do you, like do you think they make it out of their out of their conference? Do you think they make it to the Super Bowl this year? Oh, I dude, I just don't know what the Buccaneers look like next year. Cause I mean, we've never seen, we've literally never ever seen in the history of football, you we have never seen a Super Bowl team return all twenty two starters. And to my knowledge, the Buccaneers have done that. And what I tell you yesterday or Saturday, there's one person in the world that you just never bet against, and that man's name is Tom Brady. I think if we figure out what the Bucks look like, but again, we don't know because the ta- the Packers torched them for 40 points last year during the regular season, and then they still got their cheeks handed to them in the uh, AFC Championship. So, I don't know. And see, that's my thing, is that because we don't know what anybody else looks like, and I think there are a couple teams that we're kind of sleeping on, if they can get their act together, that are also going to be pretty good just in that conference. And I think if you don't go to the Super Bowl, if you like, if this last dance doesn't result in a last dance, that's true because that was the other thing. Yeah, you're right. Then it's going to be a seven-hour car ride with a girl that you're going to end up breaking up with after oh. this weekend's over, and it's gonna be awful. That was a and beautiful analogy. Thing. Here's the other thing. Do you think I, I I love sports media, but do you think anyone's going to shut up about this throughout the rest of the year? Dude, that guy won't be able to blow his nose without somebody being like, it's toxic in the Packers locker room. His teammates are angry at him for wanting. It's just, it's No, you're be right. Because everything year. is easy. When everything is, like, when you're in a relationship and everything's good, like, the, like, your ex-girlfriend sending you a text doesn't really set anything off. But when your relationship is struggling and you get a text from that ex-girlfriend that's when everything goes to crap and it's like oh this is the issue that's the issue that's the issue i think you're right as soon as we see this relationship start to crumble which i don't think will take that long but also aaron Rodgers has been faking it for a long time now everybody's gonna hop on it it's gonna be the biggest story of the week so no i'm with you i think we will be hopping all up on top of that right and i just i just think at the end of the day the question is, do you trust Aaron Rodgers this year to say nothing at all after everything that's gone on and that they won't have any ego-centered headbutts between – and I'm not just like – I'm not leaving the Packers high and dry. Do you think that there's going to be no ego in the interactions that they have for the rest of the year? I don't think so. I don't think either one of them is going to behave that way. And so I think that what's going to happen is they're going to have a decent year. He's too talented. Aaron Rodgers is too talented to not play well and to not like get the numbers that he needs to and drag this team to where they need to be. I just football, like I said, it's a team sport, and one person can only make up for so much, especially when aside from the talent aspect, you have the talent to get to the Super Bowl. Do you have the team cohesion to get there? I don't think the Packers do. I feel like I'm pretty good. I feel like I can usually lie my way through things and fake it till I make it. I genuinely don't know what the answer to that is. Because you could see it going really either way. Aaron Rodgers would be phenomenal on uh, reality TV just in, in case. Like, throwing that out there, he would be so good. Because it seems like he fakes things really well. He seems like he's very intentional with his actions. And he seems like he loves to stir the pot a little bit. I like the way that this team is constructed. I like that they re-signed David Bakhtiari. I like that they're going to go out and get Randall Cobb because that's someone that Aaron Rodgers trusts. I also like that Robert Tunyon was top three in touchdowns last year. And then obviously you have Devontae Adams, who's arguably the best um, wide receiver in football. But it's kind of sad because now I feel like unless, unless 
unless Aaron Rodgers decides not to sign this deal or the trade falls through or whatever, like this could be a story. This could be a different story tomorrow. We don't know what it's going to look like. I would assume it's over. And if it's over, I'm sad, but I, I'm kind of thinking that this is not going to be the last that we're going to talk about this. I don't think it will be the last time that we talk about it either. And just so that I can have Brett's back, that line that he dropped where he was like, yeah, I feel like I could fake through it. What, whoever girl that Brett's dating that's listening to this right now, that's a total joke. He doesn't mean that. I appreciate that, buddy. I, I thought you were going to confirm that and just tell everyone that I was a pathological liar. So I really do appreciate that. Um, no, dude, I got you. I know that they listen. That's right. They do listen. The women listen. Um, So we have two major <laughs> stories coming out of Houston this morning. The first, actually, as of 30 minutes ago, we now have three separate stories coming out of Houston. So the first one, this was the whole thing with Deshaun Watson. The whole story originated because Deshaun Watson said he no longer wanted to play in Houston, which is, it's honestly wild if you think about it because, I mean, they got rid of DeAndre Hopkins for virtually nothing, got nothing back, and then you have a terrible Houston Texans team who Deshaun claims is a very toxic environment. He now goes on to say, okay, well, I want out of Houston after leading. I don't think people realize this. Deshaun Watson led the league in passing yards. Like, there was no one who threw. Patrick Mahomes didn't throw for more than he did. And honestly, I don't know who he was throwing to besides Will Fuller. So he says he wants out, right? Then the Houston Texans say, no, there's no possible way that we're trading uh, Deshaun Watson because they felt like they could keep him. They felt like they could get him a deal. They paid him so much money. And then Deshaun Watson folds. Do you think, like, I just don't know, I I really can't stand stupid people. That's what I'll start off with. I cannot stand stupid people. And the other part of this is we know the whole, um, all of the lawsuits that were fired. So all of these were civil suits, but we found out today that eight of these suits are uh, criminal uh, lawsuits against Deshaun Watson for sexual harassment and, um, I don't know, whatever you want to call it. But the surprise was Deshaun, Deshaun Watson showed up at training camp yesterday. And before this whole thing, sorry, before this whole thing came out about the criminal cases that we just found out about today, there was a rumor that the Eagles were in talks to get a trade for Deshaun Watson. So this is what the Texans said that they're looking for in return. They said they want three first round picks and one player. In response to Deshaun Watson, and I'll just leave it for this before I let you go off. How dumb do you have to be? Look, like, if you're going to be dumb, you got to be tough. And if you're not going to be tough, then you at least got to be intelligent. And right now, the Houston Texans are neither one of those. Because if you think that anyone is going to touch Deshaun Watson with a 10-foot pole after 2021, the year that we live in, with all of the bandits going on, and then for him to have, like, supposedly sexually assaulted, like, double digits massage therapists. What? This is my issue with millennials, man. This is my issue. You have all these millennial kids who want to show up to work late. They want to have, like, four-hour breaks. They want to be able to go and just, like, play with puppies whenever they have stress at work. And they want to just be able to command all of this value while not holding any equity or any effort. You literally mean nothing to me. And you want me to give you a four-hour break. You want me to go pay for all these dogs to come into the office after you showed up late to work. That's the Houston Texans right now. They literally want all. They want everything and they possess nothing. 
Well, listen, if you're going to be a general manager or an owner in the National Football League, you always need to ask yourself if the decision that you're making right now is going to bring your team closer to or further away from winning a championship. That's the, that is the whole ballgame. And listen, my little brother is phenomenal at Madden and 2K. He's so am I. I'll roast that kid. He's 15 years old, and I don't think I've beat him in either like on either game in almost 18 months. Like, he's disgusting, and I, I know that I suck, but like he's like unbelievably filthy at those games. And there's two reasons for that. He spends a lot of time on them, and he makes winning moves. It does not matter if he won the championship the year before. He will trade LeBron James. He will trade Tom Brady. He does not care. He will trade those people to make a team that's going to win. And I get it. Franchise mode is not anywhere near as difficult as playing online. I get that. But the point still stands. He will trade individuals who bring maximum value so that he can get the things that he needs for the future. When you think about, oh, like the Patriots, when they had Tom Brady – they finessed other teams into creating winning teams, and they they extracted value out of people who others wouldn't really believe had any place being on a championship team. True. Three examples right now in the NFL. The Cowboys with Jerry Jones, the entire Houston Texans organization, like top to bottom, and then the Packers. Are we talking right? about we're talking about stupid people who run teams, we're, correct? We're t- we're, to- we're talking about people who run teams that don't understand that your Deshaun Watson is a once-in-a-generation talent. He is one of the best quarterbacks in the National Football League. True. In a long, not, not just now, currently, but in a while. True. Right? If, if you put, think about this. If you put Deshaun Watson, right, who performs with the Houston Texans on the Kansas City Chiefs, how good is that team? I mean, they like, still go to the Super Bowl. They they go they still go to the Super Bowl either way, but like now you put a guy who puts up these numbers when like you said all he does is throw to Will Fuller, it's phenomenal. The problem is when you make ego centered decisions, and you're the Texans. And listen, the the guy that they have running that thing, I know that he's not native to football, right? He didn't rise to the top in the same way. That doesn't really matter to me. Steve Jobs could barely code anything, and he was running a computer company. Like that's not the issue for me. It's that when you make decisions, when somebody says, hey, you're wrong, and you make the decision based on the person who told you that you were wrong, rather than making a decision to win, it's never going to go well. Because eventually you will make a decision that's stupid simply to avoid looking stupid. And like you said, they're not being tough and they're not being intelligent either. This has always been my thing. This is a principle of life that everyone needs to understand and I wish I would have understood earlier on in life. If a girl does not want to be with you, why would you want to chase her? Because you're going to spend so much time and more important than time. You know what's more important than time when it comes to women, Jackson? You know what's more important? Tell me. Money. You're going to waste so much money on somebody else's girl. And right now the Houston Texans are wasting money on someone else's girl. And now you're stuck with that girl because the rest of the world just found out that girl is X, Y, or Z. She got red flags out the wazoo and nobody wants to date her. And now she's clinging on to you and you committed to her. So there's not a whole lot you can do at this point. Houston Texans, you literally screwed yourselves because before any of this was even a problem, you knew she didn't want to be with you and you paid her anyway. Well, and it's even dumber than that because it's this thing where Deshaun Watson 
like the girl in this scenario doesn't even want to be with you she wants to exactly. be with someone else and she wants to be with anyone else not just someone else she wants to be with literally anyone that's not you like can you think of a bigger dumpster fire than the eagles like in terms of an organization at the moment in terms of just pure assets like jalen hurts is starting at quarterback yeah, I was going to say, like, they, they started Carson Wentz for way too long last year, and there's those reports that the uh, the owner has to meet with, like, all of the coaches every week, and it's like, dude, stay out of football, you don't know what you're talking about. So, no, yeah, you're right, they're so toxic. And they, and they were talking about it, and then they decided, hmm, we would rather stick with Jalen Hurts, who is, can, can we be real about who Jalen Hurts is? I mean, the dude is basically Taysom Hill without, like, the barrel. Of, Ooh! Like, and, and. And that's Sheesh. what I'm saying is that the the problem is that the Eagles have no plan and they prefer no plan at QB over having Deshaun Watson at the moment. And if you're the Texans, who's backup QB on that thing? Does okay, but know? my question is, you're what like what are you, because the Houston Texans have said that they want three first round picks and a decent player for Deshaun Watson. And I'm telling you at this point, are like like we're playing poker right now, and I basically know all the cards that you have. Why the heck would I cash out? Why would I let my value that I could win? Like, I'm tossing more chips in because I know at the end of this thing, I'm going to win and nobody's going to come and try and take your money. Right, and it's this thing where Aaron Rodgers is probably one of the best QBs in the game right now, Yes. right? People are willing, and Aaron Rodgers has actually had injuries. People don't always understand this. Aaron Rodgers has been injured, right? And so Aaron Rodgers is older, and before this last year when they pissed him off, he was on a downward trend, and they're still at age thirty-six years old. And he's not gonna—he's not Tom Brady. He's not playing until he's forty-four. He's not gonna do it. He's gonna play for a couple more years, and then he's done. People would rather get him than get your franchise cornerstone, who just threw for the most passing yards last year when he was playing with like deck, like he was playing with lawn furniture, and. Ooh. They don't want him. That says something about your ability to handle a team. But you don't think that maybe they're just waiting for him to be forced out? Because, like, right now, okay, the Texans are saying they want this. I think the Eagles are just calling their bluff because they're saying, look, we know that nobody's giving you a better offer, so we're just going to wait until you're willing to come down to our level. I mean, it's possible, but if you're the Houston Texans— what was their record last year? I, I don't have it off the top. I don't know what it is, but it, I mean, it wasn't good enough to make the playoffs. They didn't. Right, and so if you're the Houston Texans, right, do you, with the stage in rebuilding your pro, like in the stage of rebuilding your franchise right now that you're in, how, how many years do you have? Like a really good way to think about this, how many years did the 76ers have to suck in order to be where they are now? Right. That's fair. Like, in the same way, if you're the Houston Texans, this was supposed to be – you were what you were supposed to be at right now was about, you know, the portion where you're starting to contend. You're not like wild cards into the playoffs and things like that. You're supposed to be moving to the next level just below contending for titles, and you're not making the playoffs right now. So now you think about it, that that's where they're supposed to be, and this is where they are. So now you have to if, – if that's their plan is to just – I guess blow up his value and then sell him for peanuts. That's if that's your if that's what you're gonna do. How many years do you not have to suck in order to get to where you are right now? That's true because you're gonna lose a lot now. of years. 
and you're gonna lose Deshaun. Like right, you, you're gonna either lose him or you're gonna keep him. and He doesn't want to be there. The, the, that's the thing is there's there like you went from like a win kind of win to a lose, and then you went to a win lose lose, and now you're at a lose 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 because your options are you trade him right now. And you have to take literally the lowest offer on the table, which is the only offer on the table, or you keep him. You see if he plays for you. He might. He might not. And the other issue is you're now starting a guy at quarterback who supposedly sexually assaulted a ton of women, and you're going to get no support there, nor should you. So, I mean, I think we've we've pumped the brakes on this, but. There's really no – this is a no-win situation. You you should have given him away. Look, men, if the girl doesn't want to be with you, dip. There's no winning in this situation because, yeah, now Deshaun wants to – maybe wants to stay because nobody else wants him, but that's not a position that you want to be in. Right, and it's also one of those things where you, you need to understand that – like the Taysom Hill line isn't even a shot at Jalen Hurts. If you're the Eagles in – you can get Deshaun Watson for nothing. You get him. But wouldn't it be hilarious for the Eagles to pay max money for Carson Wentz, have him suck, and then they trade him? And then for them to trade peanuts, right? But still, you have to pay. You have to pay Deshaun Watson. And then for him not to be able to play because he gets convicted. Wouldn't that just be so on brand for the Eagles? That would be an absolute dumpster fire. I think that's the other thing. that That's probably another reason that I guess we didn't really touch on that the reason that nobody wants to touch Deshaun Watson with a 10-foot pole is because, yes, he has all of these issues. And what did I say earlier? The one thing more valuable than time when it comes to women, money. And that's the same thing with Deshaun Watson. He costs too much money for the headache. But speaking in positions that nobody wants to be in, before we wrap things up today, France beat the brakes off the United States basketball team, 83-76. to We lost our first game. We were on a 25-game win streak. I don't know if you know that. 25 games. We hadn't lost a game since, I believe, 2008. And France beat the brakes off of us. And, uh, yeah. Draymond Green, our starters, oh, my gosh. This is, this is like the dumbest. Okay, Draymond Green made one shot. Bam was 5 for 8, pretty good. Zach Levine made three shots. Damian Lillard one made three shots, and Kevin Durant made four shots. So, like, we shot thirty six percent as a team. And all I'm saying is, I t- I teased at the beginning that there's gonna there's like a remake of the movie Miracle happening, and it's not looking good for us. Like the Miracle on Ice, where we beat the brakes off Russia, is coming back to bite us because somebody's about to beat the brakes off the United States, and we're about to look like the giant that fell. So here's the thing when it comes to that team. It's offense, it's, it's, it's offensively centered, right? Which isn't inherently a problem for your team to be offensively centered. It's that the team takes, the problem here isn't even like a lack of talent on either end of the floor, although it is an issue. The main issue is that there's no pride when the United, like when Joe, Joe Ingles, right? When Jingle and Joe plays for Australia, Jingle and Joe plays like he's headband Joe. Because he wants to represent the country. This is my problem, actually, with a lot of American athletics at the moment, is that when they're representing the United States, it's more important for them to be seen playing for the United States than to actually Ooh, win for the United States. I bars. mean, let's, if we if we really want to like go down this rabbit hole, like Kevin Durant is becoming the kid who is all talk 
and then ends up getting injured or doing nothing, right? Like he had a made he had phenomenal games against the Bucks. He had phenomenal True. games, but dudes having Twitter fights with teammates about whether or not he should get ball. It's a shoot around. Like it's yeah, dude. Like grow up. You are what is he like? He's like twenty eight. And this dude's like arguing with Bam Adebayo, which uh, I don't know if you've ever seen Bam. How tall Bam is? Bam, if Bam's Bam a, went Bam's threw a big hands boy. with KD, if Bam threw hands with KD, he would literally put the skeleton back in the closet. Like it would be disgusting. That's because right? Kevin so Durant weighs literally like a hundred eighty pounds, sopping wet. And that's and that's the other thing is that the problem is that everything right. It was about you used to be about. It used to be about mental fortitude, right? That was Kobe, right? Ooh. When when Kobe when Kobe was playing, Kobe would rather die. Literally, if you were going to beat Kobe, you would have to stab him on court and leave him there, and he would yeah. still drag himself across the floor and bite your knees. With Kevin Durant, it's well, if the shots don't fall, the shots don't fall. Make the shots go in. And now there's the, these reports that they're getting mad at Popovich for running a Spurs style yeah. offense. Excuse you, Greg Popovich has won multiple titles with that offense, and he did it with players that were not anywhere near the stratosphere of Kevin Durant in terms of pure talent, and you can't execute this offense? Kevin, that says way more about you than it does about Pop. But doesn't it also say a little bit about the Like, look, Greg Popovich have never been the type of guy to adjust to anything. Like, he is... He is the get off my lawn, like I'm going to pop your ball if it comes into mine kind of guy. He's kind of grouchy. Right. I would yes. I would submit to you, is it at all possible that the old school, first of all, is not working? Because I don't know that it's like – I've seen people who are saying, oh, well, it's because we don't play enough team basketball. I don't buy that. Like – do you think that Hoodie Mello, LeBron James, and Kobe Bryant were playing team basketball? <laughs> no, they were just murdering people by an average margin of victory of 30-plus points, which is the other thing that I that's pissing me off about the whole Greg Popovich thing is because in his interview, I think it was after we lost our third or our second uh, preseason exhibition or whatever, he was like, well, you guys shouldn't be surprised. Like They have a really good team. And I'm like, no, no, no. Like, you should be surprised because your average margin of victory coming into this was 30-plus points. Like, it's not – it wasn't close. It was not debatable. You had your scrubs in at the end of that game because we were throwing oops to LeBron from half court. I would submit to you that I think it is possible that maybe international basketball is just that good because – I would – Like, think about all of the awesome guys that we have in the NBA. Look – the guy who just won finals MVP, where's he from? Not the United States. The guy who just won MVP, guess where he's from? Not the United States. The guy who's probably going to win it next, Luka Doncic, guess where he's from? Not the United States. And every single one of these teams, look, I'm not saying we shouldn't beat them because we should. But I'm saying, like, I'm okay if they're close games because I'm starting to understand that the game is changing. Also, you look at the way that AAU might be potentially ruining basketball, the way that we're going, where we just put all these all-stars together and then they just play basketball that way. You could argue that that's ruining basketball. All I'm saying is, I mean, look, 20% of the NBA is international. And, like, they're not scrubs like they used to be. It used to be Dirk was the only international guy that was good in the league. Now you have a finals MVP 
who's international. You have an MVP that's international, and you have probably the best young player in the game in Luka Doncic, who's also international. He took Slovenia. Do you? I don't even know where Slovenia is. I honestly, if you would have asked me whether or not it was a country, you could have convinced me that it was fake. I don't know geography that well. I've never heard of Slovenia. Heard of Lithuania for the first time ever two years ago. He took Slovenia, and they beat Argentina, and Argentina puts out good ball players. And I would agree with your assessment about the overall talent level of the world rising. I would agree with that, and I, I, I would totally understand where you're coming from. And I think that that's 100% true. What I am also contesting is that at the end of the day, one-on-one, is there a better, like at his position, Kevin Durant, is there a better player internationally than him? Right? Mm, and, yeah, uh, no, and probably not. And Damian Lillard, is there a better player? Like that that's my that's my contention, is that there are team there are players on other teams that are good, right? Even like they play in the same league. If Fournier drops twenty eight points directly on your forehead. That's a problem. It's because Fournier is playing like Fournier doesn't even drop that in regular season games. No, he doesn't. You know what I mean? And he played on the Magic. Like, dude didn't play. The dude could get buckets whenever he wanted because nobody else on his team can. And the dude goes to play for France, who is not a pushover team. They're a good team, and they come over and they like destroy the United States. And like I referenced earlier, Jingle and Joe Ingles. I'm a Utah Jazz fan. Joe Ingles should be dropping any kind of crazy amounts of points on you. And I think at the end of the day. It's the it goes back to the thing I was talking about earlier where it's about the pride, right? At the end of the day, is it when people ask you why you lost, are you going to say we did not play well and we will play better? Or are you going to say the shots didn't fall? Because there is a difference, right? Both of those things can be true, but we didn't play well and we need to play better indicates that there's some urgency and that you need to win and you want to win. If you're saying shots didn't fall, shots don't fall all the time. But shots not falling is you saying, well, well, like, it doesn't matter that much. I'll go home and I'll make money. You know what I mean? And so that, that's what it is for me is that it's a big pride thing. And a lot of the United States teams, on, especially on the Olympic level, are not showing it. No. Um, I hope this isn't a sign of things to come because if the USA isn't good at basketball, then what are we good at? Like, what are we here well, for if we can't dominate in it, basketball? And one last thing here is that, like, my mom, she was a gymnast. She competed as a gymnast for a really long time when she was younger. Um, and so every single Olympics and every single world championship, we are sitting down with mom watching uh, the women's gymnastics. We are always watching. And not that a whole lot of people know too much about women's gymnastics that would maybe be paying attention to the NBA, although I'm sure there's crossover. Uh, the women did not perform well at all. Even Simone Biles who is more dominant in her sport than Michael Jordan was at his. Oh, shoot. Is, no, like, it really, she has about as many medals as Michael Phelps. Like, she's, okay. she's disgustingly good at yeah, her right. sport. Okay. And she didn't look invincible. There are multiple, on even, like, the U.S. women's team, right, the soccer team, regardless of how you feel about their politics, right, about the kneeling, I don't really care how you feel about it, but you lost 3-0 to zero to Sweden. Sweden. Like, the United States just in general is not showing a whole lot of pride in the Olympics. And I agree with you. The international competition is getting better. But, guys, like, summon the Rocky Four 
right? Get a little bit of the Ivan. They like need to Ivan see, Drago. sit everyone down in some theater in the hotel or whatever and force everyone to watch Rocky Four. I guarantee we win every gold medal after that. You have to. How can you not be pumping with testosterone and patriotism after like watching that movie? And these these people are pl- like th- these athletes, right? Who have dedicated a lot of time and are better at their crafts than I am at mine. But these individuals are not performing any with anywhere near a sense of pride that you would we've come to expect from United States athletes. And that's all I'm going to say about it. Well, hopefully we have a game against Iran, I believe, on Wednesday. I, I hope I'm not misspeaking. I'm pretty sure Iran has an Olympic basketball team. If not, then I look like an idiot. But if if we lose that game, I don't – what will we ever say? Like, the, if we ever have international, like, like problems with Iran about, like, nuclear weapons or something like that, they're going to be like, well, didn't we beat your men's basketball team? What do you say there? What do you say? If we lose to Iran, I'm sliding in Greg Popovich's DMs on every social media platform possible and tell him that me and the boys are ready to play for Team USA because that's the only possible way that we'll win is if we put people who actually care on this team. You have to go to MySpace, though, because there's no way Greg Popovich is on Twitter. There's literally He, he probably no has a Hotmail. He probably still uses AOL. 100% that guy has a Hotmail. And he checks it on his old BlackBerry. Do you there's think he has an email? At all? He he might communicate via carrier pigeons. Dude, he's probably Amish, if we're being honest. I mean, I don't know what I don't know what else you say about that. Greg Popovich, I th- believe, I truly believe, look, this is my last conspiracy theory for the day. I truly one hundred percent believe if the fountain of youth is real, it is resting somewhere in San Antonio, Texas. Because you cannot explain to me how Greg Popovich, Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili, and Tim Duncan won a championship against LeBron James in the Miami Heat at the age of 70 years old. You can look it up. It happened. It was one of the greatest like series of all time. Those boys rem- have been drinking the Fountain of Youth forever. Do you remember the Bleacher Report series, right? The Game of Zones that they were yes. always there? Soulbox, it's 100% real. Soulbox is 100% confirmed. Look, we better win. We better catch a dub because if not, then, I mean, 90% of the country has no reason to watch the Summer Olympics anymore. But that is a show that people aren't even watching. So, I mean, like, it's not like they would need another reason, but now you have a reason to actively not participate. That's true. The good news is we're number two in gold medals right now. That's the show today. Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll be back with you all tomorrow. Hopefully that... Look, we were going to talk about the Oklahoma-Texas thing, but I still don't know what's going on, and I read lots of stories. So we'll probably have more on that tomorrow, more on the Aaron Rodgers thing, and we'll we'll be back to hang out with y'all tomorrow. Thanks. Cheers.